The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you are caring for a person with autism, great information from a trusted source can be a lifeline. Welcome to Autism Spectrum Radio. We are here to have the conversations that will help you create success for the extraordinary individual with autism in your life. Now, here is your host, Rob Haupt. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Autism Spectrum Radio. I'm your host, Rob Haupt. I am part of the leadership team at Autism Spectrum Therapies. Uh, We're an agency that provides um, ABA therapy as well as a number of other therapies to individuals with autism um, as well as other related disorders. Um, Oh, I guess I should probably tell you about my BCBA, too, So, I, I, since I usually do. Uh, but I'm also a board-certified behavior analyst, and uh, I'm an ABA guy. I've been doing it for 12 years. It's really become, I don't know, it's kind of become a way of thinking, something I really am, um, from a science perspective, really, really passionate about. Um, but as you guys know, what I really want to do here is is learn more about what else is going on and, and bring those types of resources Um and today's show really has very little to do with ABA or e- even therapy. Um, it, it really stems from a couple of conversations we've been having and um, kind of a funny story based upon some other just events on this show. Uh, you know, a bunch of months back, we had our good friend Ito on the show and you know, his book about his experiences, it's really a journal or a diary of a few years about now being able to communicate and talk and express himself through his voice output device and through his iPad. You know, we, we heard a lot from him about physical activity and about him not working with an occupational therapist for his low muscle tone, but working with a trainer. And we've spoken to some trainers and, and it's kind of been a, you know, a running commentary uh, back, back in my office uh, with, with our team here uh, and a couple of weeks ago, I was just in my office. People were coming in and out, and they happened to notice that there was a, a dumbbell sitting on my desk. And everyone's like, what is this doing here? And I just told them that there's days, there's moments where I just – I feel all of this energy just kind of bottling up. And I just want to like do a wind sprint or just, you know, hit a tackling sled from like my football days and just get this out. And I find myself um, bringing out this dumbbell from time to time and, and doing some curls or, or, you know, lifting over my head kind of like a military press. Uh, I have a weightlifting background, so it's kind of goes back to that and, and my football and my sports days. And... All of a sudden, everyone started telling their stories. Oh, my kid needs to do the same exact thing, and that's why he has these different karate classes. Um, oh, you know, I have the same situation, and that's why I go running every single morning. And it became this running dialogue, discussion about different activities, different things we all do to get our energy out. 
And coincidentally enough, just yesterday, this all came up all over again because there was my dumbbell sitting on my desk yet again. And another person came in. Actually, it was it was Ronit Moko, who uh, who's you know the founder of AST, my boss, my my, my friend, who uh, I've been with now for for ten years and has been a guest on the show. You know, she made the same comments of like, "What is this doing here?" And it led it all over again. So, we wanted to really put together a show today that emphasizes different types of outlets for our kids. Um, I think one of the one of the things from my experiences is that even as a therapist, even being an active member, networking, learning about all these different things in the community, social recreational components is is the thing I probably know the least about. Um, I don't know every single challenger little league team out there, but I probably know every single occupational therapist. That needs to shift, and I know that the parents I work with also don't know about these things. It's something that there just isn't a lot of information and resources about. So we're going to talk to two guests today who are local people. They're local in their communities. One is going to be from the San Francisco Bay Area. One of them is going to be from the Seattle area. And they do different types of social recreational programs. So when you listen to everything, I really want you guys to take away ideas. If you live in those two communities, call these guys up. They're going to be fabulous, and I just love the different things that they're offering, which is why I wanted them on the show. But take the ideas. Um, if we're talking about a specific activity, hopefully you can spark that, or if they're to call people locally or to do that Google search, because this may sound perfect for your child. Same thing, um, one of our guests actually works um, for the city's Parks and Rec Department, so these types of options are available to you in your city. Pretty much every city or town has a parks and rec department, and there's a lot of different programs out there. Or even better, uh, maybe you can help inspire uh, the creation of a brand new program in your parks and rec department with some of these, um, some of these ideas and some of this information. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by our first guest talking about the first different program options and some of the benefits that he's seen through them. We'll be right back, everyone. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. Autism Spectrum Therapies is proud to present Autism Spectrum Radio. At AST, we see a world where people with autism dream and achieve their full potential. Our promise is to support families through our extensive resources, highly trained staff, and outstanding programs. Call us today and let us know how we can best support your family at 866-278-1520. To find out more about AST, visit our website at www.autismtherapies.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Autism Spectrum Therapies, supporting extraordinary individuals and their families. Visit AutismTherapies.com or call 866-278-1520. Take charge of your fitness and take charge of your healthy life. Listen for Be Fit for Life with your host, Chad Austin. Think back over the past week, the past month, the past years. Are you like a lot of other people? Too busy with the kids, work, travel, social calendars, business calendars, the day, the night, this and that. Make the decision to be healthier. Just do it. 
Chad Austin has made a living from motivating people to stop excuses and make fitness a priority in their lives. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. This is Autism Spectrum Radio. If you have a question or comment for our host, Rob, or the guest, please send an email to moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. That's moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. Now, back to the program. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Autism Spectrum Radio. Um, So our first guest today is Al Lauren. And Al has been teaching martial arts full-time for 22 years in the San Francisco Bay Area. He's taught thousands of private sessions and classes to special needs students and is tremendously passionate about incorporating fitness into his training sessions. Um, Al is a graduate of American University in Washington, D.C., with a B.A. in the College of Public Affairs and the School of International Service. Um, He does speaking engagements about his works with individuals with autism, as well as offering support and coaching to parents. Al, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here. You know, so I'm really kind of curious, how did you start working with kids with autism? Well, uh, as you had mentioned in my background, I started about... uh, 22 years ago, teaching martial arts full-time, and it was not my intent when I first started to start working with kids and teens with special needs and autism. However, I was working with, uh, at that time when I first began, working with a student whose mom was a physical and occupational therapist, and she was working with two students who had special needs, and uh, she asked me if I would be interested in working with them because she thought that the martial arts would be very beneficial. They were nine years old, both the boys, and I said, absolutely, I would uh, be happy to work with them. And that's what kick-started me. I found out that uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, There was uh, definite benefit to be derived, and I went from there. I started to gain a reputation, and it mushroomed and blossomed, and I really found that I connected with these students and could do some good. And uh, here, 22 years later, I'm working at several schools that uh, specialize with uh, autism and special needs. I have, uh, at any given time, probably about six or seven or maybe even more, uh, up to 10 private clients that I do one-on-one sessions. And when I say that, it ranges in ages from about seven or eight through 30 years old. So um, I've been doing that ever since, uh, uh, since, along with my mainstream classes. And uh, here I am uh, 
speaking with you about it. That's awesome. So, you know, you talked about benefits. Like, what were some of the benefits you saw early on um, with, I guess, those initial students or, or maybe ones you see now with your current students? Well, that's a great question, and I get asked that quite frequently. Um, there's so many benefits that I've noticed, and it varies uh, from class to class and student to student. However, the one under or the several underlying uh, benefits that I see are uh, certainly the discipline and being able to abide by certain guidelines and rules that are necessary in order to facilitate a student learning martial arts because it takes uh, deep concentration and when they're being disciplined within themselves and focusing, watching, listening, um, and practicing to the best of their abilities, that, that requires them to be in control of themselves, in control of their bodies, and uh, taking notice of the instruction that they're being given to, by an instructor like myself or another mm -hmm. teacher. So I really feel like the, the discipline, the mental and physical, the mind, what we call in martial arts, the mind, body, internal control connection is a critical or vital aspect of um, necessity for them to be successful. And I have just, um, over a period of time, and doing, like you said, uh, many, many classes, um, have been able to find a way to connect in order for them to uh, develop and find within themselves that area and aspect to be able to uh, to advance in the martial arts training and so it's been um, it, it's it's been really uh, quite an experience for me as far as seeing them get stronger physically develop mm -hmm. better balance more flexibility more muscle strength and also on the more uh, on the mental side a greater sense of accomplishment and mm -hmm. self-esteem as well as joy having the students enjoy what they're doing so um those have been the key ingredients or key factors in watching my students uh grow evolve and uh get a get a better sense of um who they are uh, yeah. internally and in the relationship to working with a teacher. You know, I, I took, so what I remember being a little kid, I was maybe like eight, nine years old and everyone in my town was, you know, uh, Taekwondo was like the big thing and everyone right. signed up for the same class. And I think maybe 90% of me and my friends dropped out of the class after a few weeks or after a few months, because I remember you really needed to focus. You really needed to like pay attention because at least the class I went to, you really needed to like be very motivated, very focused to pick up on what was going on beyond just the throwing wild kicks or throwing wild punches um, that, you know, were all over the place. So do you, I, I have to assume for the students who are just starting with you for the first time, kids with autism, we know that, uh, maintaining attention and 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 the, you know t picking up on all these environmental um, factors and cues is, is very challenging. Do you have any specific like 
tips or strategies or things you really do to help a, a student hone um, or I guess really um, be able to focus to then hone that discipline that you were talking about, which sounds like an incredible benefit? Well, that's, again, a really good question. And um, it's a, I walk a line that between being firm and authoritative, however, being at the same time wearing the hats of being very patient and compassionate. And they have to feel that I'm safe, that I care about them, the compassion and kindness that I exude when I teach has to be right up front and evident. And also, I want to make sure that I am, and this is very much speaks to my own personality, that mm-hmm. being lighthearted, having that lightheartedness is really key for me in working with the young autistic. I work, I have a high school class that I teach. They're a little wow. bit more mature. So they've been in school for a while, so I may not have to be quite as um, lighthearted with them. I can be a bit more, bit firmer, and mm-hmm. a bit more on the authoritative side. Uh, the younger kids, my middle school and younger kids, even in that elementary age, um, that really comes into play. The, the compassionate, patience, lightheartedness, and making sure, really, for me and the, my style of teaching, that they are enjoying it and that I'm enjoying it, that, you know, I have as much joy, sincere joy in myself when I'm teaching as I want them to experience. And I found that um, that's my connection to them mentally, internally, in order to get their attention and to have them perform. I'm also very visual with my instruction and demonstration to make sure that they see all aspects of uh, how the movements and techniques are done and demonstrated. And then when they do them, I'm encouraging about the way that they're instructed, the way they've demonstrated, because they, they can be very sensitive and self-conscious about how they're performing the movements. So I make sure to let them know that they're on the right track, they're doing well, and uh, they feel like they're gaining a sense of development and accomplishment towards doing the movements and conducting themselves in the class. And with all that said, all that put into that martial arts pot that I teach and stirring it up, the patience and the challenges that will come up that I'm ready to acknowledge and deal with and to uh, be flexible is a good word for me in my teachings when I'm uh, uh, working with these students. You know, I was thinking about, you know, I, my brother-in-law is uh, someone who spent years and years um, practicing the martial arts, and um, it's something that he's not as active in today, but he tells me that sometimes when he's feeling very stressed out, one of the things that martial arts has been good for him 
is it's actually been a, a coping strategy. There's something about the um, it can be a, a little bit of a lack, you know bit of a wrong word, but it's it's a solitary. It can be a solitary thing. It's something that when he feels a little overwhelmed, a little stressed out, he finds himself going back to the martial arts. A lot of his principles he learned. Um, and doing different exercises to help him almost recenter himself. And I and it, hearing you, it almost sounds like a lot of these students of yours are developing some coping strategies as well as discipline. And um, I'm wondering if, if that's actually the case, and, and are they able to then take it into some other environments? Well, that's my greatest desire, that they can take it into their other classrooms and personal relationships and social, use it as uh, development for social skills in their lives. That was going to be my next question to you as well, is about the social skills. That's great. Right. And, you know, the cooperation. And I have um, several classes that we have, oh, seven, eight kids in the class. And I'm talking between the age ranges of nine and 12. And they, I find that they're in, they begin, when I bring each student out individually to do the movements, they're very encouraging and they clap and they're high-fiving each student when they do the move. So they, I see right in front of me witnessing uh, them developing that support for each student. And I have certain rules. You know, we don't laugh at each other uh, unless we all laugh together. And um, so, yeah, that's probably my greatest hope that they develop these skills so they can take them into other areas of their lives and also the discipline, of course, and the self-control that they're having to exercise with the rules in my class and taking that uh, awareness, that inner discipline to, uh, because, you know, in life, how it is, and especially with kids with autism, they're going to need those skills. So absolutely developing and evolving in, in those areas. And so it's, it's, that's the crux of the reason why I love working with these kids, because I can see so much uh, opportunity to evolve in, the, in that area of social development. And, you know, and like you said, um, also the individuality of the martial arts offers these kids a great opportunity to, um, like you said, again, center themselves, be... Uh, who they are and grow and develop at their own pace because it's non-competitive. I have no expectations other than following the rules of the class and giving mm-hmm. their best effort. Uh, it's not a team score, uh, and we're not keeping track of anything like that. So it's a safe environment for them to be who they are and to uh, learn in their own capacity, in their own personal way that they learn. And I'm very, very sensitive to that. And even in a class environment, I get to know each and every student. So I know how to, uh, so I better know how to work with each student and when to uh, push a little bit and to yield. So, yeah, all the things that you'd mentioned and all those reasons of centering. In fact, we do meditation in our class. We do some breathing and centering exercises, both at the beginning of class, to set the tone 
for and foundation for each in each class that I teach. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, well, it seems like it seems like there's so much positives from this. Where um, just any person just needs that outlet, and the, there's some of this individualization you're talking about goes so hand in hand with the therapies for kids with autism in terms of looking at them as a person, the visuals that you're doing. It seems like it could really reach a whole lot of kids. Um, you know, is there ever a time where you – I'm sure you get kids who come your way and it, it's maybe not a good fit. Or maybe um, you've got kids who have been doing this for a while but they're ready maybe to do something else. Do you have advice to parents where, you're, where you kind of – in terms of how to help them find maybe the next thing? Um, a, a next step of, or just other activities they can do with their kids to help complement what you're doing? Well, I really like anything that is what I recommend to parents. And yes, I do get that where, you know, they are, feel like the student is ready to move on and there's no point in uh, pushing them if they are not wanting to do such as martial arts, a specific activity like that. But I highly recommend that the parents keep them in some level of health and fitness area because it's so important for them to express themselves physically and um, get just um, circumventing back to the martial arts for, and teaching them for a moment is what it does is it opens up the what the Chinese believe, the energy meridians in the body. So it's like you're driving a car and you've got an eight-cylinder car and you're only firing on three or four cylinders. You come to the martial arts training and it opens up those other cylinders, such as I mentioned, meridians. So they're firing on more of their of who they are in their body, the energy, the nerve systems, the muscles, the brain, opening up uh, different pathways in the brain. So they're they're functioning at a more at a fuller capacity. Now, um, if they've feel like they've take it, exhausted all the possibilities of the martial arts, then, like I said, I would keep them in some capacity of either hiking, walking, running, uh, go, depending on what age they are, going to a, a gym, getting a, uh, a, a personal uh, fitness instructor, or going to some kind of fitness class, but something to keep them in the outdoors, keep their bodies moving, um, having a sense of who they are physically, is, to me, is of the uh, highest priority. So, um, you know, something that Makes also sense. they enjoy, that they are able to par- participate in, in the choice of doing something like that. So they have a, um, a say-so in what would I like to do next? Oh, this sounds great. This doesn't sound great. But in that health and fitness field, whatever the case may be, just going out and walking around and counting how many birds they see can be a, a really um, fruitful uh, activity. And, you know, there's so cool. many possibilities now that activities that uh, are offered for the fitness and health 
area and industry. So I, that's that's the direction I I would steer the parents in. And then you know I find there's a time if they're ten, eleven, twelve years old that they all of a sudden may want to come back to the martial arts in a, when they're bigger um, and have experienced other things and say, oh, I may be ready to do that. I've, it's not unusual. I've had that uh, case happen more than once. So I never put a, a, a finalization, a period on the end of the sentence as far as a student uh, maybe wanting to come back into the, into the arts, into the, being the martial arts. Beautiful. Well, I, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Um, I know if anyone's interested in finding out more about your classes, about you, I know you have a website. Um, I do have Al, a website. It's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's allaurenmartialarts.com. Absolutely. All the information about me is there. You can see my pictures, who I am, my credentials, my contact numbers, and, uh, you know, I know this is a nationwide show, but if one is ever in the area of the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, feel free to look me up or to give me a call or to uh, email me if you have any questions. And also, if you would ever, anyone would ever like me to give a presentation of any sorts, I'd be more than happy to do that. So um, I make my, this is my, my passion, my love, my labor of love, and I'm happy to be of service. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. We're going to take a commercial break and we'll be right back. Okay. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Autism Spectrum Therapies is proud to present Autism Spectrum Radio. At AST, we see a world where people with autism dream and achieve their full potential. Our promise is to support families through our extensive resources, highly trained staff, and outstanding programs. Call us today and let us know how we can best support your family at 866-278-1520. To find out more about AST, visit our website at www.autismtherapies.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Autism Spectrum Therapies, supporting extraordinary individuals and their families. Visit autismtherapies.com or call 866-278-1520. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Autism Spectrum Radio. If you have a question or comment for our host, Rob, or the guest, please send an email to moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. That's more info at autismtherapies.com. Now, back to the program. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Autism Spectrum Radio. Uh, I got a second guest uh, today. Our second guest is uh, Kyle Bywater. Um, he is the recreational program specialist for the Seattle Parks and Recreation. Uh, Kyle's responsible for planning, developing, and coordinating, as well as evaluating specialized adaptive citywide recreational services, activities, and programs for youth with disabilities and supervising staff. Um, he works to support specific recreational events, including classes, trips, summer camps, and physical fitness activities, such as Special Olympics. He also raises awareness of his program offerings and um, the plan for special events to engage the community. Uh, Kyle, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Um, really excited to, to have you. It's, we actually have never spoken to anyone from just uh, the Parks and Rec Department, and it's actually something I'm really involved in here in uh, Southern California because I actually work on an advisory committee, and um, I, I've actually learned from my committee that a lot of people don't always know or aren't aware of how much you know city parks and rec departments do and, and how many activities they have for kids with special needs. Um, hoping maybe you can talk a little bit about like what kind of programs do you guys offer and what are the focus of these programs? Yeah, so we offer a variety of activities for our youth. Um, we do yoga and relaxation. We do after-school programs. We do... Um, swimming programs, after-school splash programs. We have dinner theater programs. Um, like you said, we partner with Special Olympics and do youth bowling. We do basketball. We do track and field. Um, we have gym programs where they can go to open gym and learn about active games while developing social skills. We do teen clubs. Um, we do teen socials where we'll go out in the community and go to dinner and a movie or go to family fun centers. Um, we also offer adventure-based programs where we'll go ice skating or, um, you know, roller skating, um, rock climbing. And then we also provide, you know, for some of our lower-functioning kids, we do more of a two-to-one ratio programs, mm-hmm. wacky weekend programs, as we call it. Um, and then we have Saturday travels as well, where we'll just travel around the city and provide all sorts of programs. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was curious, I was kind of curious, like how, you know, when you have this diverse group of programs and there's probably even more different things out there that could be offered, you know, how do you guys decide um, what kind of programs to offer? Is it based on the different expertise of the people available? Is it based on feedback from just the community itself saying this is what we like? Um, or is there just a completely different way? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's a little bit of both of that. I think we try and take, um, you know, what the community is looking for as a whole to provide programs. You know, there's not a lot of programs within the city as far as specifically for, you know, youth with Mm -hmm. disabilities, so really just trying to use what we can in the space that we have available to find the programs that best meet their needs, um, you know, and try and really listening to what the parents and community has to say that will best fit their needs. Got it. Now, that makes makes sense. Yeah. One of the things I feel like people, at least from my experience, um, has been like people feel like there's one type of kid who maybe fits into some of these programs. Um, but from what I, at least from when I saw the website and from what I know about the program, it sounds like you guys work with a, a pretty broad spectrum of kids or, or people with needs. 
Um, you know, is there is there a typical kid, or is there a range, or is it just wide open in terms of um, uh, the types of kids who are participating and benefiting from these programs? Yeah, you know, we we try and keep it right wide open um, to provide programs for all ranges of abilities. You know, from the lowest to the highest functioning um, kids. But you know, it's a hard question to answer. Um, but I would definitely yeah. say that we, we try and keep it open to everybody. That's awesome. I mean, I think that's it. You know, I think sometimes parents maybe have that misconception where you guys are ready to take on a lot of different kids. And I know at least here, um, the, the parks and rec department I'm involved with, I had a lot of parents telling me like, oh, my kid can't possibly um, work in that program or that program wouldn't be right. And when I talked to the director, he's like, oh, no, everyone's welcome. Like, please yeah. come on in. Um, so I think sometimes parents maybe are misled by kind of what would be a good fit. Um, I'm curious about like supports. Do you ever have situations where, um, you guys have kids who maybe need extra support and, um, are there opportunities for you to provide it or are there opportunities for maybe a parent to like bring in extra support so their child can participate in these programs? Yeah, you know, um, for our summer camps, um, some of our participants do need the one-on-one care that we just can't provide. You know, we, we provide outstanding ratios in our programs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're really fortunate that we can keep the trained staff that work in our program um, to provide such good care. But when it does require that one-on-one care, um, we do have... Um, participants that come with an aid to our programs, yeah, to to assist them um, and make sure that they get the same experience that every other kid has. Um, so, we do have some participants that come with aids to the program and are able to participate as well. That's awesome. Um, you know, and I'm wondering about like just, I guess I'm curious. You know, you've got what kind of partnerships do you guys have? You know, it, it's got to be your your you're a city department. It's, it's kind of like a government department. But have you been able to create partnerships with other groups? I know you mentioned Special Olympics is kind of one partnership. But are there school districts or maybe like public health type of organizations you guys have been able to partner with to help get the word out there um, about some of these programs or, or to help kind of provide some of these programs? Right. Um so we do partner with uh, the Seattle School District, and we provide um, after-school programs um, at four different schools right now um, and looking to expand that um, for nice. kids um, to come after school and participate in an after-school program, you know, offering a wide range of age-appropriate activities for the middle school students throughout the day in our city. Um, and we've tr- um, partnered with school transportation to make sure that they get a ride home after the after school program. Um, so we go into the site and provide those activities there at the sites for those students. Um, we also have a partnership with uh, Seattle Adaptive, um, who provides programs for us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, we also participate in Special Olympics as um another one that we partner with. Um, but yeah, Seattle Adaptive Sports and the schools um, are two of our major partners. So the, I'm, I'm curious about the school program. Does that end up being more sports-focused? Is it more social-focused? Um, yeah. 
You know, it's a combination of both. It's okay. sports, it's fitness, it's um, arts and crafts, it's social development, um, life skills, community development, environmental stewardship, you know, social recreation. Mm-hmm. It's got a, a little bit of all of that component combined into it. Got it. You know, it's kind of it's kind of funny. I, I I really like that show, um, Parks and Rec. Yeah. And uh, you know, talking to you, it's like I, I can't help but kind of chuckle a little bit and think about the show. And um, but one of the things that popped into my head was, you know, on that show, you 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 do get between all the jokes, you know, they're always kind of forced to deal with a budget cut here or a budget cut there. And and I know here in California, you know, our budget has been. Mm-hmm just crazy for the last uh, bunch of years where it's been just, you know, cut to this department, cut to that department. Um, Mike, I'm curious if you guys have been um, faced with certain same type of pressures of, you know, how to balance things out um, and how you've been able to maintain um, these types of programs with what I have to assume is the same type of pressures we face here in California. Right. And, you know, I would say I'm fairly new to my position here, but I have heard over the last, you know, three to five years, there's been some definite pressure budget-wise, you know, within the department and mm-hmm. um, facing tough times within the city's um, budget and cutting programs. Um, our department has been very fortunate. We did have to cut out one of our weeks of our summer overnight camp um, that we're looking to gain back as times get better, you know? Oh, wow. That's great. And and things are starting to look better for us. You know, they really are. Um, We're fortunate to have such support from our leaders here to Mm -hmm. be able to keep the programs that we offer, you know, and we're fortunate to provide such good staff. Um, And our programs are very cheap, um, you know, for a week week of overnight camp, Tuesday through Friday, it's a hundred dollars. Um, Wow! Yeah, for a that's a week of overnight camp. Yeah, Tuesday to Friday overnight camp. We're able to provide it to our participants for a hundred dollar, and for a week of day camp, it's eighty dollars. So we're very fortunate to to create be able to provide such cheap programs to our participants. I got to assume if you're able to offer a program like that, parents have to be. Somewhat, I got to assume the parents are also backing you guys up with the, you know, when these types of budget conversations are happening, parents chiming in to to their representatives or or to whomever to say, hey, this is a valuable program. This is what my child is getting out of it. I've got to assume that's helping a lot too. Right. We have a great parents. We have a a great advisory board that um, definitely supports us very well and um, speaks highly of us, you know, our, mm-hmm. our mission and our um, supporters are out there always in full force promoting our programs and um, speaking so highly of our programs and the benefit that they provide, you know, we meet a significant need in the community, community by offering these recreation programs, um, you know. And I'm curious. Want- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm, I mean, you mentioned benefits. I, I'd be really curious to, to hear like some of the you know, what are some of the benefits that, that parents are saying that their kids are getting out of this? Because you guys offer such diverse programs. I, I got to assume there's also a lot of diverse benefits that, that are being said. Right. You know, they're gaining the social skills, you know. Um, uh-huh. They're gaining, um, 
you know, the emotional skills, you know, their life skills, their cook, you know, through our cooking classes, they're, they're uh-huh. gaining, you know, their health and fitness in our yoga classes, you know, um, just all of that is through our programs. They're gaining everything, you know, so mm-hmm. they're really awesome. gaining um, everything through our unique programs that we're able to offer. That That's fantastic. That's That's just great. You know, one of the things I really like, you know, hearing the, the before you were mentioning how if a family needs additional support um, and that they could bring out, like bring in an outside aid to help support their child at summer camp, let's say. But uh-huh. to then hear the cost of the summer camp, it's like, oh, a family could actually do that. Like if you if your child needs that for a week, I could see how you could pull that off financially if summer camp is $80. And it, it sounds like you guys have this really nice balance of recognizing the realities of costs for families with special needs and how certain things just are naturally more expensive with a child with autism or other developmental disabilities. You guys really take that in consideration with everything you're offering, especially with the price. Correct. Yeah, we try try and make it really reasonable for them so they can provide that additional support if needed, you know. And mm-hmm. we also have scholarships available, you know, um, for anyone that can afford our prices or we wow. accept, you know, DSHS or DDD billing as well. Um, so if that's something, you know, we really consider ourselves almost, you know, we can be a respite care provider, you know, um, to give yeah. the parents some respite, um, but also providing exceptional programs um, at the same time. But I like the idea of, you know, so many of the respites that at least I've worked with, it's respite in the home. It's uh-huh. a parent will get someone uh, almost like a nanny or, or a babysitter coming in to provide that type of respite support, but it's in their home, this is like a great opportunity to say, your kid is going to do something really fun or engaging or meet, maybe make a friend um, through these different activities while you also get respite. And I think right. that's such a cool add-on. All right. That's awesome. Um, well, I mean, I really appreciate you, you coming on the show. You know, my, my kind of last question for you is maybe do you, um, is there anything in the works? Do you guys see like new, you mentioned uh, maybe adding on more to the summer programs. Is there, is there more stuff in the works or, or more ideas that just from working with, with the parents and the population that you say, hey, here's some of the, the cool things that we would like to do or we would hope to do or, or could be helpful that someone else could do for the future of, uh, of just the community and the groups? Right. I think our biggest thing is just being able to provide more cr- programs and get more participants into our programs and to become aware of our programs, you know, um, and just mm-hmm. providing activities um, for the youth that need these programs and to really provide a, a purpose um, and opportunities um, for them to choose to participate, you know, in specifically yeah. designed activities with our trained staff, um, you know, to meet their basic needs. Got um, it. And just, you know, growing that um, and continuing to talk to the parents and see what their needs are and what they want to see, whether that's health and fitness or whether that's, you know, social skills or emotional skills, um, pottery, dance, or some things that we're looking to grow into our programs, nice. um, you know, um, maybe weightlifting, um, you know, just all of those social art skills that we could add um, to our program to keep 
gaining more and more participants. And then really working on a transition program um, to help mm. them as they age out of our program into adult programs. Nice. Um, to make sure that they'll be successful not only as youth, but as they transition to teens and adults, you know, um, that yep. they'll be successful in those programs as well. Perfect. Well, if um, I'm sure we, we've got people in the Seattle area um, listening and, and for anyone else who's maybe interested, um, if they want to get more information about the programs you guys offer, uh, what's the best way for them to do so? Yeah, you know, um, the website is great, um, www.seattle.gov backslash parks backslash special pops. Um, okay. Or they can give our office a, a call, um, 206-684-4950, um, um, and they can talk to anyone here at the office about any of the programs that we offer. Um, we'd love to have them involved in our programs. And like I said, anyone and everyone, um, definitely, we'd love to talk to and get involved in our programs. I love it. Kyle, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on the show. All right. We'll be right back, everyone. One more commercial break. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. Autism Spectrum Therapies is proud to present Autism Spectrum Radio. At AST, we see a world where people with autism dream and achieve their full potential. Our promise is to support families through our extensive resources, highly trained staff, and outstanding programs. Call us today and let us know how we can best support your family at 866-278-1520. To find out more about AST, visit our website at www.autismtherapies.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Autism Spectrum Therapies, supporting extraordinary individuals and their families. Visit autismtherapies.com or call 866-278-1520. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. This is Autism Spectrum Radio. If you have a question or comment for our host, Rob, or the guest, please send an email to moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. That's moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. Now, back to the program. All right, guys. We're back. Segment number four. Um, I thought that was everything I, I, I said it would be in the beginning. Um, I, I really just – I like both of these types of ideas. You know, the martial arts is something that didn't really work for me as a kid, as I said. But I know a lot of folks who are really benefiting from it. And the coping components, I think, are just really cool. That was the – that was the part I actually didn't really think about coming into this. I was thinking more of the social. I actually was thinking about some of the discipline. But the coping strategies is the one that I thought was the coolest. And, you know, like I said with Kyle, I'm just really impressed by just the diversity of what a Parks and Recs department can offer, all the different options out there, because that's way bigger than, than what I got exposed to as a little kid. Um, even as a just a typically developing kid, 
um, in my town. So really take advantage of these. Spring, you know, spring into action. I think there's opportunities, like I said at the beginning, to to talk to your local parks and rec department to be able to help create some different programs locally, um, to be part of an advisory committee to help um, influence that, or even to you know call up a guy like Al. I mean, his story of starting off um, with one student or two students. He said it was it was I believe brothers, and they just started off that way. Um, you never know what local instructor is going to be motivated to to start something new. Um, got a couple minutes left and before we we say goodbye i do want to transition to just one closing thought it's a thought that i i am definitely going to bring up again before the end of the year and it's just one that over the last two years of working with insurance companies it's one that i just want to make sure um i make everyone aware of is we're coming to the end of the year it's you know halloween's right around the corner and a lot of you guys who are working for different companies, different firms out there are probably starting to get paperwork or will start to get paperwork in the near future for open enrollment, um, time to renew your health insurance benefits. And I know here at AST, you know, ours doesn't um, change until January, but we start getting paperwork generally in like November. And... Um, I think it's really important for people to keep in mind, especially if you're interested in services for the future, whether you already have services and you're hoping to continue them into the next year, um, double check that your benefits are staying the same. And what I mean by that is not just understand is your copay the same, is your deductible the same. You know, those are some of the dollar things that you need to keep in mind. But every year, a lot of companies go through changes and they change the type of status or, or how their benefit packages are funded. I think you guys have heard us talk about on the show before the idea that some insurance plans are considered fully insured and some are called self-insured. The self-insured plans are those that are privately funded by your company and therefore um, are able to follow their own rules, their own guidelines. They don't have to adhere to a state mandate, they can choose to adhere to an autism insurance mandate, but they're not required to, whereas a fully insured plan is. Well, this time of year, companies switch from fully insured to self-insured. The stats I've seen recently tell you that it's more likely for a plan to switch from fully insured to self-insured than the other way around, but you might want to double check. Or you may find that you, um, your company is offering a new benefit in this coming year, and you may have an autism or ABA benefit available to you under your self-insured plan that you didn't a year ago. Really make sure you know what's going on, because the last thing you want to do is find out January 1st, once you've gone through open enrollment, up, all of a sudden my services are gone, um, I'm not going to have them anymore, and you have a quick drop-off where your services are no longer covered or you anticipate having services, now's the time to get into it, to have a conversation, to go even to your HR department saying how a change, if it is a a negative change, impacts you or affects you. Um, But now's also a great time to be able to say how adding a benefit to a self-insured plan could positively affect you. You know, now's a great opportunity not only to talk about what's about to happen, but to set the stage for what could happen down the road because now's probably the time you're going to have the most interaction with your HR department. And, and that's where you can really bring about some changes to these health insurance plans. So 
Take advantage. Take a trip over there. Make sure you're asking the questions about is this plan changing? Are we still fully insured? Are we becoming self-insured? Is ABA services covered underneath this plan? Um, a lot of great websites, a lot of great companies can fill you in about you know if you need specific CPT codes. Um, I know Taka, uh, Talk About Curing Autism, has a great website with uh, commonly used CPT codes to help guide families in these conversations um, with their HR departments as well as with their insurance company. Um, and, and that's beyond just ABA, beyond just what I do. It's, it's for all services um, at that Taka website, speech, OT, physical therapy, um, psychotherapy, you name it. They've got a, a pretty robust list. Um, and I know a lot of families who have benefited from that information. So that's what I would want you guys to do. Just make sure you're prepared for the new year. We are pretty much out of time. Um, Just as a reminder that next week, if I can find it. Oh, here we go. Uh, Next week, I'm really excited. We're going to be actually joined by a uh, local state, former assemblywoman, current state senator um, up here, or about to be state senator, I should say, here in California, who actually represents me and, and where I live. So I'm excited to be joined by uh, Holly Mitchell and talk a little bit about some of the advocacy and the awareness she's brought to the special needs community um, over her career. And then, as I said last time, November 12th, Temple Grandin's going to be on the show. So very excited to talk to her. You guys have a fabulous week, fabulous weekend, and I'll talk to you next week. Take care. We hope you've had some questions about autism answered this week. Autism Spectrum Radio can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Please join us for another edition next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 